Media. 580 Live is presented by Thornhill Automotive and is broadcast live from the Parmar Store Studio. The country, the United States of America, the state, West Virginia, the city, Charleston. This is 580 Live. And your host of 580 Live. What we've got here is failure to communicate. He's kind of a big deal. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Dave Allen. And a good Tuesday morning to you. Happy Election Day. It's from the Parmar Store Studio. It's 580 Live at the Voice of Charleston, WCHS. Bigly Piggly Wiggly Hotline 304-345-5858. Fruit Pharmacy Text 304-935-5008. You can follow me on Facebook. It's Dave Allen Radio. Also Twitter at Dave A70. Ryan Nicholson is serving as our producer today. We've got uh, with us uh, Secretary of State Mac Warner. We'll be talking to him in a couple of moments on this Election Day. Plus, uh, one of the amendments that's gotten uh, – there's four amendments on the ballot, as you well know by now. You've heard us talking about it as ad nauseum. And uh, Amendment 2 seems to be the one that's getting the most attention. And Senate President uh, Craig Blair and Senate Financial Eric Tarr are going to be in studio not only to talk about Amendment 2, but to take your questions and comments. And we'll get to that around 20 after or so this morning. So if you got if you haven't voted, even if you have voted and you got questions or comments about Amendment 2, they are here to take them for you. We're turning into a call-in show. Believe it or not, we used to do a little call-in show here <laughs> before the election. We're bringing it back today, starting at 920. We do the show each Monday through Friday from the Parmar Store Studio. If there's not a Parmar Store near you now, there will be soon. And if you happen to find yourself in Calhoun County, check out the newest Parmar location, 6811 West Little Kanawha Highway in Big Bend. That's formerly Holbert's Marathon. And remember, if there's not a Parmar Store near you now, there will be soon. Election Day is here. Let me bring in West Virginia Secretary of State Mac Warner. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Dave. Great to be with you. It's the most wonderful time of the year if you like elections, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And what a wonderful day for it all across the state. We're hearing some great uh, turnout uh, anecdotal evidence. So uh, I'm looking forward to great elections. Well, you couldn't ask for better weather. Returns. You couldn't ask for exactly. better weather. The weather's going to be absolutely fantastic. So if you have not yet voted, uh, get out there and vote. How are the polls open in West Virginia at 630 this morning, Secretary? How are things looking so far? Uh, things are great. They uh, had one or two or a couple little glitches here and there. If poll worker didn't show up or didn't have keys, that sort of thing. But it's all been taken care of. And uh, I, I'm just hearing some great uh, turnout. Just people are reporting that uh, not, not any big, long lines, but the uh, steady flow of people through the polls. Let's go back to early voting. Early voting, of course, 10 days in West Virginia just wrapped up this past uh, uh, Saturday. Uh, how did early voting go? Give us some numbers. Good, about 130,000 people uh, voted early, and that was down a little bit from the 2018 if you're trying to compare off-year elections. But remember, in that 2018 election, we had a U.S. Senator on the ballot, uh, a race, and it was a pretty close race. And then we also had two Supreme Court judges' races on that ballot. So there were various reasons why the turnout may have been uh, larger at that point. Uh, but right here and see, what was interesting to me is that when I got these figures is it's almost split exactly down the middle with between the Republicans, Democrats, about 45,000 uh, votes in each of those parties. And then about 18,000 unaffiliated votes came in. Mm. Um, and, and then a fair number in the absentee request as well. Uh, so I'm just looking for a, a solid turnout today and, uh, Hopefully we'll have some good results tonight uh, without being going too late into the evening. Well, and, you know, I can remember covering elections. And, again, we're talking to West Virginia Secretary of State Mike Warner. And, Secretary, I can remember covering elections back in the 1990s when I was doing radio in southern West Virginia. And if somebody told us then that we were going to be wrapped up and out of there by 10 or 1030, we would say that you're out of your mind. Uh, we never left uh, when I was covering elections for the Logan County Courthouse. We never left, uh, until, even on a midterm, until at least uh, 1130 or 12 o'clock. But but times have changed. We, we've improved things with regards to training, to getting uh, the importance of people getting the votes in uh, to the clerks, and then the clerks are putting that to us in the Secretary of State's office. The process is working well. We've uh, upgraded equipment, so that makes it easier. The tabulation uh, occurs much faster now. So, uh, again, just a shout-out to, to the poll workers who, who got there early this morning. Many of them starting in there at about 5.30 and polls open at 6.30. And it's a long day for them. Uh, the polls close at 7.30. And then they've got to do the tabulation and the sealing of the equipment and uh, reporting so forth. So it's a long day. So shout-out to everybody who's an election official that's out there working at the polls. And then, again, I want to thank the, the citizens who take the time to go vote. You are what makes this democracy work. So, uh 
I think we're firing on all cylinders here in West Virginia right today. Let's talk about the voter for a moment. Uh, voter shows up at the polling place, uh, secretary, and there's some sort of a problem. Their their name isn't in the poll book, or or maybe um, you know, well, we don't have you at this precinct or whatever. I mean, any any number of things could potentially happen. What do they need to do? Well, first, they need to vote in the proper precinct. So if they're directed to another precinct, I know it can be frustrating, but please go to that precinct. That's a way to make sure that your vote's going to be accounted. But nobody's going to be turned away without the opportunity to vote. So anybody can vote a provisional ballot, and then that gets straightened out six days from now. That's on Monday is when the Board of Canvassers or the elections uh, boards meet and determine what provisional ballots should count or shouldn't count. The final absentee ballots have come in, say, from our military overseas. So all the results tonight are unofficial. It won't become official until uh, Monday. But if the margins of error or margins of victory are large enough, uh, that the, the number of absentee ballots requested and so forth uh, is below that, then you can call those races pretty confidently tonight. And I suspect that's going to happen. We will know uh, tonight. Uh, we should know anyway on these four amendments. And I know that's uh, created quite a bit of interest here in the state. Uh, so it should be an exciting night. Uh, our our results start going up at 8 o'clock this evening on the Secretary of State's website. That's GoVoteWV.com. All elections-related issues uh, are covered there, your polling locations, a sample ballot, and then, of course, the election night results tonight at GoVoteWV.com. Secretary, what if somebody goes out to uh, to cast their ballot somewhere in West Virginia today, and they feel like there's something um, something that sh- that's going on at the polling site that shouldn't be? You know, we had the electioneering laws where you're allowed to be, or maybe they think that somebody is a little too close, or they think that well, this person shouldn't be uh, doing uh, what they're doing. What do they need to do? Well, there are a number of things. One, they can report it to a poll worker inside. They can call uh, the local police or. Uh, sheriff, that sort of thing, if, uh, depending on what the situation is. Uh, we've put several things in place. We have a fraud hotline. That's 877-FRAUD-WV. So you can just use your phone and call it into our office. We have 18 investigators out throughout the state uh, today, and a number of my staff is out there as well. So we have people probably within an hour of any location in the state. And then the last is what we're using here in West Virginia. We're leading the nation with this. It's called See Something, Text Something. So everybody who has an iPhone uh, or a smartphone can take a picture of, let's say they think someone's being intimidated or buying a vote or whatever, report it to us. It's a very user-friendly interactive uh, device or, or method. You text it to us. We can put an investigator on it. And we will have the time, date, place, all of that right there on the text. And so... That's the simplest texting. You just text WV to the number 45995. But all of that information is on that website. Uh, go there if you have any instances. But uh, we, we haven't had any uh, recently here in West Virginia. I know some other states have had problems. Uh, but when you stick to the rules, and that's what we do here in West Virginia, uh, we don't change things in the middle of the game. The confidence is up. Uh, we don't have the issues. And, again, I'm just looking for a good, clean election today. Polls are up until 7.30 in West Virginia, Mr. Secretary. It's uh, always a pleasure, and I know from experience how long those days can be in your office. Uh, <laughs> you used to hit the road around 5.30, usually get back home around midnight or 1 o'clock, because the, the, the work of your office does not end when the polls close. I mean, uh, the, the real work begins after the polls close for your office, because you're there helping. you get people at the courthouses, making sure that the, that the, uh, that the tallies uh, get uploaded to, to your website and so on and so forth. So hats off to you and your staff for always doing a wonderful job. Thank you, Dave. It's been good talking with you. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Secretary of State Mac Warner. It is 916. Again, folks, get out there and vote. If you haven't voted already, I, I early voted, uh, my wife and I early voted this past uh, Saturday. We live in Putnam County. We early voted at uh, Valley Park in Putnam County Saturday afternoon. And I will say this, of course, hats off to uh, County Clerk Brian Wood and his uh, his crew for doing a fantastic job uh, over there, and all of our county clerks for that matter. They they do a lot of things other than just elections, too, and people kind of forget that, well, the offices have to continue working uh, even on 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 other things other than just elections, but I voted. Uh, my wife and I did Saturday afternoon at Valley Park, there in Putnam County, and we actually had a little bit of a wait. Probably the longest I've ever had to wait to early vote. We were in line. Yeah, give or take about 20 or 30 minutes uh, or so, and there were about 20 to 25 people uh, in line there at Valley Park, and we early voted on Saturday. But got it done, got my sticker, 
and we are good to go. Now, uh, again, we do want to remind you that the polls close at 730 tonight. Our coverage uh, along the Metro News Radio Network, uh, not only locally but statewide, will start around 7 o'clock or so tonight. Hoppy and and Jeff and Carrie and Chris and on down the line. Brad, of course, will be having uh, uh, results from around the state of West Virginia uh, and also the local results as well. We've got levies going on in several counties, including Kanawha and in Putnam. We've got a mayor's race in several areas. Uh, of course, Charleston's gotten a lot of the attention, uh, but uh, there's also uh, mayoral races in other areas, uh, in, our, in our listing area too. So uh, uh, just turn us on tonight and we'll have all the coverage for you. Phone calls to 580 Live are a service of Bigly Piggly Wiggly on Spring Street. They've served three generations of shoppers since 1955 as the largest locally owned independent grocery store in the area. The Joseph family grew up here, so you know they're invested in the community. Come check out the biggest variety of choice meats, the freshest produce, in-house deli bakery, a great wine selection, and every purchase gives you gasoline points so you can save at their pumps. Order online for pickup at BiglyPW.com. That's BiglyPW.com. Bigly Piggly Wiggly on Spring Street. No one beats the Bigly Pig. And our texting service is provided by Fruit Pharmacy, your hometown family pharmacy. Ryan Nicholson is our producer today. The phone lines, 304-345-5858, or you can text in 304-935-5008. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Senate President Craig Blair and Senate Finance Chair Eric Tarr are here, and they are here to answer your questions about Amendment 2. We're back after this from the Parmar Store Studio. It's 580 Live, brought to you by the Thornhill Auto Group and the Voice of Charleston, WCHS. Brought to you by the Eric J. Tarr Family Businesses. Eric J. Tarr Family Businesses want to thank you for shopping locally. It's fall, y'all. Hey, it's Sydney from the Thornhill Auto Group inviting you to the all-new Thornhill Toyota for Friday Night Lights, PSL, and car shopping from the comfort of your couch. Click or come by to reserve your new or certified pre-owned Toyota now. Save big on hybrid models like the 2022 Camry, RAV4, or Avalon Hybrid. Electrify your future today at the all-new Thornhill Toyota. Plus, don't forget about your trade. Our trade values are the highest around. At home or in store, we're here for you on the Thornhill Motor Mile, US 119 Chapmanville. Visit us online at thornhilltoyotawv.com to reserve your future now. See Thornhill for full details. Politicians make promises. Few deliver. Amy Goodwin is different. She delivers for Charleston. Listen to Channel 3 News. Charleston making its largest investment in more than 20 years to improve roads. All major crimes are at or near a seven-year low. And that's not all Amy has done for Charleston. She tripled demolition of abandoned buildings. Amy expanded and improved city parks. She brought back the Stern Wheel Regatta, bringing thousands to the city and millions to our local economy. And Mayor Goodwin is building a new downtown sports center to spur economic growth and create new jobs. Goodwin did it all without raising taxes while creating the largest rainy day fund in Charleston's history. This is Mayor Goodwin. Together, we're making improvements, but there's more to be done. And I hope you'll give me the chance to make Charleston all that it can be. Mayor Amy Goodwin, leadership that delivers. Paid for by Mayor Goodwin for Charleston Committee. Your health is about so much more than your medical needs. So shouldn't your health plan be too? If you qualify for Medicare and Medicaid, a Humana Medicare Advantage plan could give you $2,400 a year. That money could help pay for essentials like eligible groceries, rent, and utilities. Use your allowance for healthy foods and over-the-counter items like antacids or vitamins. Pay for cleaning supplies, hygiene products, and services like pest control. You could even use it to help cover your cell phone bill, electricity, or mortgage. Plus, whatever you don't use rolls over to the next month. Humana's dual-eligible special needs plans give you $2,400 a year. Explore plans at Humana.com discover or by calling 888-654-0262. Humana, a more human way to healthcare. Humana is a coordinated care plan with a Medicare contract and a contract with the South Carolina Medicaid program. Enrollment in any Humana plan depends on contract renewal. Allowance amounts cannot be combined with other benefit allowances. Limitations and restrictions may apply. Presented by RX by Tell Pharmacy, your neighborhood pharmacy on Charleston's west side. Proud to bring you RX by Pack, a pre-filled pouch system which divides your tablets and capsules into multiple day doses perfectly matched to your doctor's instructions. Learn more at rxbytel.com.
922, 580 Live is brought to you by the Thornhill Auto Group. Come see the all-new Thornhill Toyota on the Thornhill Motor Mile in Chapmanville. Reserve your new or certified pre-owned Toyota now, thornhilltoyotawv.com. Ryan Nicholson is our producer today. I'm Dave Allen. Bigly Piggly Wiggly Hotline, 304-345-5858. Fruit Pharmacy Text, 304-935-5008. Election Day in West Virginia. The polls are open. They've been open since 630 this morning. They'll remain open until 730 tonight. One of the big things that uh, is on, in addition to the candidates and the lead, these and things of that nature. People are looking at four different amendments on the ballot, and the one that's gotten them probably the most attention is Amendment 2, and a couple of uh, folks that have been big proponents of those amendments. We have uh, uh, Senate President Craig Blair. Good morning, sir. How are you? Very good. Good morning. And also we have Senate Finance Chair Eric Tarr. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Dave. Doing excellent. Uh, both of you, I appreciate you taking time out of your schedules uh, to be here, and uh, here is the thing for the listeners, is they are here to take your phone calls. So if you have any questions, you have any comments, We've heard uh, a lot of. Uh, we already had text waiting on you when you when you guys got here today. That's fine. And people, some people are for it, some people are against it. But if you've got questions and you've not yet cast your ballot, and as I said earlier, even if you have cast your ballot and you want to know how this thing is going to play out if it passes or if it fails. The guys that uh, know about it are here with us in studio. They are willing to take your phone calls. Again, the hotline, the Bigly Piggly Wiggly hotline, 304-345-5858. Fruit Pharmacy text, 304-935-5008. Senator Tarr, I want to talk to you uh, first. I know this has been almost like a um, a, a, a pet project for you and, and Senator uh, Blair as well. But I know you've been all over the place with these town halls and Zoom calls. Both of you have uh, and whatnot about Amendment 2. Senator Tart, why, why is this such a big deal? It, it's it's a the number one job barrier in our tax structure in West Virginia. So you know, so many of us run on job creation. The reason we run on job creation is we know that our kids and our grandkids leave the state of West Virginia because of opportunity, being somewhere else. And one of the reasons opportunity is somewhere else is that in 1932, when when the when we amended into our constitution a tax that we cannot touch. What we did is we set ourselves apart from the rest of the country. And so the rest of the country has grown their population. And companies, when they come here and look to see if they're going to come into West Virginia, we have to do fancy workarounds that are expensive legally and burn up time, which burns up money for for companies. And it's only the 1% of companies. So the other 98.8% of businesses here that are the small businesses that are your friends and neighbors and possibly you that own the small businesses and that have an average income of 60000 a year, they cannot get those tax breaks. So when you want to expand, you end up, if you're going to grow, you grow outside of the state. This, this is a big deal. This is, this, is, this is a core reason why conservative Republicans run is to fix things like this. And it's an opportunity like I've not seen in my life to be able to do a major, major fix in West Virginia. That's why. Senator Blair? Well, everything that uh, the senator said, I agree with. And, but we planned for this. And uh, back when I was the finance chairman instead of Eric, uh, we, I've, I've watched, I've, I've served in the legislature since 2003 and I've watched the highs and lows in the state of West Virginia. In fact, when I was first elected, we had a budget shortfall that year and we were wondering how we were going to pay for it. And guess what? The Powerball was a record number that year. And we were hoping somebody from West Virginia would win. And they did. It was Jack Whitaker. Yep. And the state got enough money to plug their budget and, and be able to fill the needs because our Constitution says that you need that. What? you got to be kidding me. And I thought to myself, what have I gotten myself into whenever I thought that I was running for the legislature? So, But I've seen highs and I've seen lows. And what we're talking about here is smoothing out that process, talking about not relying on severance taxes, for instance, of to be able to, to take care of our budget, but make it so that business, and that's where true profit comes from, is where you take raw materials and turn it into something that people want to buy and use. And that is what we've lost in the state of West Virginia. I'm from the Eastern Panhandle, and GM, 3M, Corning, DuPont, they were all there, and then they were gone. And the reason they're gone is because they were taxed out of the state. They found a better place, uh, either in this country or outside of this country, and they left. Right now, we're repatriating jobs and businesses back to this country because of what we went through in COVID and the supply chain issues. 
This personal property tax helps with just that. It makes it so that there's going to be more job opportunities, greater demand that you put on the workforce, the higher the pay is going to be. And then that 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 is a benefit. That has happened in the Eastern Panhandle for two decades up there, but it hasn't happened in the rest of the state until the last two years. Finally, it's catching up. I'm excited for the state of West Virginia. We're, we're exceeding revenue estimates every month, most of the time by $100 million a month. We're getting it right, but we're wanting to give it back to the people. And the people is people that own automobiles and campers and stuff like that, but also small businesses and mid-sized businesses that are the real, real job creators in this state. So you haven't voted yet, please vote yes for Amendment 2. It is the right thing to do long-term for our children and our grandchildren and those following us. Gentlemen, several county officials, um, not to mention the governor, and we'll have more on him in a moment, have uh, have spoken out uh, against Amendment 2. Kanawha County Commissioner Kent Carper uh, was one, uh, not only on this show, but on Hoppy as well. How have you addressed the concerns of the county officials around the state that are concerned about this, about the uh, about the, about the potential shortfalls as they see it? Okay, first of all, let's Kent Carper uh, also did a pilot agreement, a third pilot agreement for a spark plug manufacturer here NGK. to to get around the personal property tax. To get around that, I find that the most ironic thing. But he claims it was that it was actually the development office that did that. He was he there for the pictures and all that. He, he was involved in that. I can guarantee it. So to be pushing that off onto somebody else, no dice uh, from that standpoint. I'm, I'm not buying that. Uh, so look, here's how we're going to take care of the counties and all. And that is is that there's excess revenues because of the flatline budget. There's going to be six hundred million dollars guaranteed year in year out. You move that into the base of the budget. And the base of the budget means that it gets paid there first before it gets paid anywhere else. There is no concerns on being able to do, uh, to do this. And so th- that argument of that it's not in the Constitution doesn't work. Forty-nine other states do not have it in their Constitution. This is the only state that has it. And we got a Depression-era Constitution that has done a wonderful job of keeping West Virginia in a Depression. The people should vote yes on this so that we can have the flexibility to be able to make these jobs grow in the state of West Virginia rather than buy them off and do workarounds. Me, Senator, go ahead, Senator Tarr. Well, I just started to say, you know, it's one of the things as you mentioned about the people who are coming out to oppose and express concerns like, like Commissioner Kent Carpenter. It's not just like it's, we have a lot of other of those Democrat legacy forever long-term Democrats are still left in these county governances that are coming out. They're still stuck in these old ways that held West Virginia back for years. And that, and 40 of those counties are declining because they can't let go of it. We're trying to help them. But you also have counties that have came out that uh, they're Republican ran. They're supporting this, Mm -hmm. you know, so Putnam County, Putnam County down there had a unanimous vote from their County commission. Berkeley. Same. Yeah. Come out to say, to come out here and say, Absolutely, and put out a resolution that they're supporting this. And these are growth counties. These are the counties that are doing really, really well in West Virginia. And so if you look at what if somebody stands to risk something, they, they're not hurting. And they're saying, do this. And then you've got the counties who, who can't pay their own bills. The state's been helping Kanawha County pay their jail bill to the tune of $2 million over the past couple of years because they're not paying. So if we have to come in and fl- help them as a state to float it, and those are the people who have no money, who are telling you what to do with your money, I mean, that's, that, that should tell you something. And they're partnering up with the National Education Association. They're partnering up with the American Federation of Teachers. They're partnering up with the West Virginia Center for uh, Budget and Socialist Policy. Um, those are the groups that are all coming out to tell you that you can't have a tax cut, that your people you vote into office can't consider tax reform in West Virginia. Let me knock out some text here. Text says, I'd like to ask the senators if there will be an investigation on how much fraud, waste, and abuse was spent by the governor for Amendment 2. You know, uh, I believe there should be because you know, what I do know, I have, you know, I've spoke to some of the people uh, around uh, these receipts. I'd love to know how much has been spent on the airplane, how much has been spent on the police uh, force that's gone around for this tour. 
that uh, goes around with him and all the other vehicle expenses that go because you know what? The expenses have not been turned in. I bet they get turned in after Election Day. What do you think? Possibly. Possibly. Senator Blair? Uh, to, the answer is yes. And we do that <laughs> all the time. Uh, look, we, 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 we do not want fraud uh, in our state government. We don't want waste. We don't want the abuse. And we we'll, we keep our eyes uh, t- tuned into it. That's why we already know that expenses hasn't been reported yet. That gives you a hint of on what the senator just said there, that we're watching what goes on. Uh, we try to uh, watch on all levels of government, and that includes ourselves, uh, on on how we go about managing it. And that's exactly how you can end up with a flatline budget in four years is by making sure that you make and stretch every dollar as far as we can go. Look, I think Amendment 2 is going to pass, and they probably outspent us four to one uh, on being able to get the message Which out. is typical. You know, typical in the interelections, yes. the Democrats do outspend the Republicans five to one. Actually, in the last election, uh, when I ran in 18, um, I was we were outspent five to one. But wait, but wait the Republicans are the party of, of big dollars. <laughs> that, that what they always say that's what we're accused of but i have yet to see them yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me all right a couple texts please ask senator tar why putnam county is already trying to raise taxes to a levy if they're supposed to get at least a million dollars more via amendment two i think that's a reference to the fire and all oh, the fire ambulance. levy you know the, the fire and emergency service levy yeah yeah there's a um a change that would that would change the way revenue flows to the fire departments in in putnam county's way i understand that levy um, and I'm not as close to that levy as I am some of the more of the state issues on, the, on that local issue. And I think the reason that they're pushing for that is because of the, the way that money would flow to the fire departments is, is up for a change. And so this is to address that. Um, but I'll tell you what, if um, um, the way that, that the money that would come back into backfield counties off this, there's no strings to it. It's just more money that comes back into the county. So if they need more money for fire and EMS and those type of things, Pass Amendment 2, because then you have to decide what you do with all this money that's coming into your county, just like we're having to do as finance chair and, and a Senate president for all this excess money that's coming into the state. You're paying too many taxes. You're, West Virginia, if you're listening, you pay too many taxes. You're paying too much. There's a, This past, we had $143 million in surplus for a month. We're at $575 million in surplus for the first four months of the fiscal year. We're going to be near $2 billion in surplus this year. You pay too many taxes. Vote yes on Amendment 2. Let us fix it. Texas, does Amendment 2 prevent counties from uh, from taxing how they see fit if that's what they choose to do? In other words, does this amendment prohibit county commissions and assessors from levying taxes if they're scared of this amendment? It does not prohibit anything on the, on for them levying taxes. What it, what it will provi- prohibit, though, excuse me, it doesn't prohibit levying taxes on the other seventy one species of personal property. So there's seventy seven species of personal property. Amendment two would allow the legislature that if they so choose to exempt from taxation six of those seventy seven species of personal property that the county taxes. So when you have an excess levy, the excess levy goes across all those personal properties. It's not just, you know, it's, it's just not honed in just on these six species of personal property. But these six species of personal property are what kill the jobs in your county. i, I got to add a little bit more to it because from that question, I read into it that uh, they're concerned that the county may increase the real estate property tax to, to make up for, the, to quote, to, that what the county says would be a loss, even though it's not. Uh, th- 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 no, that can't happen. Uh, the reason for it is is that it's set uh, statutorily on what they can, how much you can increase that to, and then it takes a two thirds vote of the legislature to actually make it so that if you want to go from assessed value at sixty percent to seventy, eighty, or a hundred percent, two thirds of the legislature has to vote yes on that. That's going to be hard to do, especially with the Republican legislatures, because we don't vote for tax increases. That is not our goal. We believe that lowering taxes actually brings in greater revenue, just like what we've seen of in our in our past here right now. And by running, having good government, it has afforded the opportunity to propel ourselves forward with the tax reduction, not just on automobiles, but on the equipment, machinery, and inventory. And that will actually bring more jobs into the future in the state of West Virginia, more prosperity, and makes us competitive with our surrounding states and actually nationally and even globally. 
580 Live is presented in part by Huston's Pizza. Due to Huston's Pizza, get a warm, chewy, 8-inch chocolate chip cookie for only $7.99. Order one today while they last at HustonsPizza.com. Text says, whether Amendment 2 passes or fails, will you take up the governor's car tax rebate bill in the next session? No. No. Move on. Okay. Wait, wait. Now, let's not move on. Let's talk about that one for just a second. Go ahead, sir. Go ahead. Here's the stupidity of the rebate on the car tax. And that is the county sends out a form to the taxpayer. The taxpayer writes down how many cars he's got and whatever else taxable property. He mails that back to the county. Then the county looks at it and says, this is how much you owe. Then they mail that back to the taxpayer. Now the taxpayer writes a check and sends it back to the county. Now, do you have to have, and then the county sends back a paid receipt to it. You have to have that paid receipt when you go to the DMV to get your license plate renewed right now on your automobile. And if you got more than one automobile that comes in at different times of the year, you've lost that receipt. You got to go find that receipt and do it again. Now, the governor's asked for one other step, and that is when you're filing for your income tax, that you got to go find that receipt, include that in on your state income tax, and then hope that the state income tax department, the ones that's in charge and that are slow pays on getting your refunds back to you, are going to get your what you've already paid for your personal property tax on your automobile back to you when you could have done away with it in its entirety by voting yes on Amendment 2 because we will make it go away. Then you're going to be able to take your phone and go to the back of your automobile and hold your camera up to the license plate, click, click, and you've renewed your tags, and you didn't have to go through anything I just explained there, and now you don't even have to go to the DMV to renew your tags. Sticker will come in the mail. That is a new day in West Virginia. Texas, I voted against the amendment because there was no guarantee written into the legislation. I believe when you say all you would find, I believe when uh, I, I believe when you say you all would find the counties, but you will not always be there. What guarantee uh, is there besides your word that all counties will be made whole? I've heard you say it has to happen, but still no written guarantee. Tell you what, you, you, what if you don't pass amendment two, you're guaranteed that you're always going to be have your thirteenth payment on your car. You're guaranteed that West Virginia is going to still not be able to get jobs that we could have had that kept your children home. That's what the guarantee is if amendment two fails. Now, on the guarantee that happens to go back into fund counties, West Virginia is the only state in the country, the only one. We are the fiftieth again. We're the only state in the country that doesn't allow the legislature to eliminate this tax. So what happens? Ohio doesn't have it. Pennsylvania doesn't have it. Kentucky doesn't have equipment tax. They barely have an inventory tax. Maryland doesn't have it. Virginia doesn't have it. So if you want to, you want to see what jobs we don't have, I heard, you know, the Senate president, that's won't steal your thunder just a little bit, but it was a great statement yesterday. When we were talking about, you know, how do we, how do we know how many jobs have not came into West Virginia because of this? Come up, just drive along the border and look and see where the businesses are. Which side of the border do they fall? And we're a border state. So I'll tell you what the guarantee is, is that, one, 49 other counties, or states rather, still have counties, and their counties are funded. Those other 49 states all have population growth. West Virginia doesn't. So if we're going to go back in and still have all the services of our government where every legislator lives, I have a fire department I depend on, I have a police department I have to depend on, I have services of the county, I got... Uh, uh, cities that I visit there in Hurricane and Winfield. By the way, Hurricane and Winfield are both hosting uh, playoff <laughs> games this weekend, so big shout-out to Putnam County out there hosting the playoffs. Um, but, um, you know, we, we all live in, in our communities. And so you have 134 legislators up there that you seriously believe are going to go in and not fund their own people that elected them to go up and serve in there to go back into those county service guns. So that's one. It's just, it's just idiotic to think that that wouldn't happen. Second is that... We are in a situation now that is like West Virginia has never seen. We still, we're coming off a year of $1.3 billion in surpluses with $400 million we still haven't spent from those surpluses. Everything that you want to have paid up in your state is paid up. Our retirement systems, our savings accounts, our workers' comp, our unemployment funds, we are flush with all those secured. Then we're sitting on a path to a nearly $2 billion surplus this year. And we're saying that there's a this is the time, it's the safest time West Virginia has seen in its history to re-envision how we should tax 
people and businesses in West Virginia, or more, more likely how we shouldn't. So you can go back and restructure our tax system so it's not picking winners and losers, and it's not penalizing investment, and it's not penalizing production, which is where we sit now. So what we're going to go in is put it in the base budget, and any future legislature, if they came in to, to change that, vote them out every two years. Every two years, every delegate, and there are 100, all 100 of those delegates are up. Every four years, half the Senate's up. 18 minutes away from 10 quick texts before break. When I saw the ad to vote no on amendments 2 and 4 yesterday, I was on the fence about these until I saw the ad that was paid for by the National Education Association. That told me all I needed to know, so I'm voting yes on both. Amen, brother. Uh, <laughs> or sister. So they got it. And, you know, one of the things about this, we want to give the teachers and our school service personnel and our state employees pay raises to be able to go along with it. And we want to be able to do it in the future. Yes, we got surpluses right now. Right now, there's surpluses that we could go in and give them pay raises. But you know what's even better? Being able to make it so that we're broadening our tax base in such a way that we can guarantee to pay our teachers more long into the future so that they don't go through the laws. We've done more pay raises for teachers and our state employees in the last four years than has ever been done in the state of West Virginia. It's a big deal. I'm going to tag on to that. It's right, about $130 million. 15 seconds. Go ahead. $130 million every time we do that. It almost costs the same for those three raises of what it does to go back in and put both, all the money back into the counties and give a $500 million tax cut. 580 Live is brought to you part by QC Kinetics of Cross Lanes. you got pain in your hips, shoulders, elbows, or wherever. QC Kinetics can help with no pain pills, no steroids, and no surgery. Give them a call, 304-202-5566. Got phone calls on hold, more text to get to. We're back after this. 580 Live and a voice of Charleston, WCHS. Brought to you by the Eric J. Tar Family Businesses. Eric J. Tar Family Businesses live to make life better for you and your family. Are you sick and tired of living with that constant pain in your knees and back? You know, joint pain doesn't just keep you from doing what you love. It affects your job and your relationships, even simple things like getting dressed. Hey, it's Dave Allen. It's time to call QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics uses advanced regenerative medicine to restore and repair damaged joint tissue, giving you your life back. Hips, shoulders, elbows, they can all be treated with natural biologics from your own body. Powerful healing agents, highly concentrated. If you're tired of steroid shots that don't work, or if you're trying to avoid surgery, call QC Kinetics now to schedule your free consultation. Learn about these exciting new cutting-edge treatments for pain caused by arthritis or injury. No drugs, no pain meds, and no downtime. This is an all-natural treatment that can get you lasting relief. People here are raving about the results. Call the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics and Cross Lanes for a free consultation now. Call 304-202-5566. 304-202-5566. QC Kinetics can get you moving pain-free again. 304-202-5566. I'm Mike Stewart, President Trump's personal pick for United States Attorney, and I'm running for the state Senate. I'm pro-coal. My opponent, pro-solar panel. I'm endorsed by the West Virginia Coal Association. My opponent probably by the American Solar Panel Association. Cold jobs are real jobs. Solar panel jobs? One guy with a bottle of Windex and another with paper towels. I'm Mike Stewart, conservative for state senate, and I'm asking for your vote. Paid for by Mike for WV Committee. It's fall, y'all. Hey, it's Sydney from the Thornhill Auto Group inviting you to the all-new Thornhill Toyota for Friday Night Lights, PSL, and car shopping from the comfort of your couch. Click or come by to reserve your new or certified pre-owned Toyota now. Save big on hybrid models like the 2022 Camry, RAV4, or Avalon Hybrid. Electrify your future today at the all-new Thornhill Toyota. Plus, don't forget about your trade. Our trade values are the highest around. At home or in store, we're here for you on the Thornhill Motor Mile, US 119 Chapmanville. Visit us online at thornhilltoyotawv.com to reserve your future now. See Thornhill for full details. Presented by RX Bytel Pharmacy, your neighborhood pharmacy on Charleston's west side. Proud to bring you RX Pack, a pre-filled pouch system which divides your tablets and capsules into multiple day doses perfectly matched to your doctor's instructions. Learn more at rxbytel.com. 14 minutes away from 10. Hey, if you're not satisfied with the current pharmacy, check out RX Vitel on the west side of Charleston. Ask about their RX Bypacks. Those are pre-filled pouch systems which divide your prescription doses perfectly as prescribed by your doctor. RX Vitel on the west side there, your neighborhood pharmacy. Senate President uh, Craig Blair is here and uh, Senate Financial Eric Tarr. Here we're talking Amendment 2 and we got a phone call. Let's go to Bob. You're on with the Senators. Go ahead. Yeah, I have a couple questions here I'd like to ask them. And I guess there are more informative questions. I mean, I, I hear your guys' sales pitch, and you guys are very passionate about it, but I want to know about the product, okay? And, and the product I want to know about is on Amendment 2, 
the the ad valorem property taxation. I'd like some short answers because I got about three or four questions here. Okay, ad valorem tax. That's the sixty seventy percent that you said is fixed in code. Is that correct? Correct. Okay, when they tax property in each county, and I have have property in different counties, they take the assessed value. They take that sixty percent value. Then they the the appraised value, assessed value, sixty percent, and they multiply that times a rate. That rate varies by each county. It, the county sets that rate. Is that it, that is correct? Rate? That's correct. So so if they wanted more money, they could change that rate on anything that they the county could, whether it's real estate or whatever. They could raise it up or down depending on what the cause or need of the day is. They can, but there's floors and ceilings on both ends of it. Okay, so they and I know there's some variability, and they have fluctuations within that. Right. The, the second question I have, and I, I like some information on this because I think uh, Senator Tar Uerman said something about this. I, I I don't know which one of you said it, but I've been listening listening intently at what you're talking about here, and I appreciate you being on here. You said there was it removed from the personal property tax for individuals, not corporations, seven different categories. A personal property? Six, six species of personal property, um, and they're for um, both businesses and individuals. What six. are they? It's uh, the uh, machinery and equipment is one species. Inventory is another species. Leasehold improvements are another species. Furniture and fixtures is a species, and computers, and then personal vehicles. Okay, so that's for, that's for businesses, but does that work the same way for individuals? Or and, just- and, and personal individual vehicles. But the other the other five species, those are all business related. Okay, so wait a minute, wait a minute. Vehicles in general, if a business owns a vehicle, that's included. Correct, also. yeah, because a vehicle is considered equipment. So okay. for the businesses, but then also your personal vehicle, whether it's new or used or whatever, is also one of those. There you go. So if I here's here's what I'm looking at. If I have a, my wife and I have a pickup in a car, but. That's, that would be removed from this if everything passes through, as you all say. The amendment itself doesn't eliminate that tax. What it does is allow the legislature to go and eliminate that tax. But, yes, the votes are there to do that. But then the other things I'm taxed on is my camp personal property at a county level is my camping trailer, my utility trailer, my farm tractor, my hay bale. Those are not motor vehicles. They would still be on personal property, right? Yeah, correct. So the, the motor vehicles, if you license it and you put it in, and drive it down the road, so a motorcycle, car, truck, ATV, those type of things that you would go down, those are the things that would be exempted. But if you have a camper that's you're pulling behind a motor vehicle, that's a different species of property. Yeah. Now, if I was a business, all those would be eliminated. If Yeah, it, it would be eliminated for the equipment. If it's equipment for your business, it would be exempted, correct? Yeah, so, if you were a farmer of currently right now, it would be already eliminated. Uh, how would it, if I'm a farmer, I mean, a commercial farmer with a license, yeah, business license. If you're recognized in the state right. of West Virginia uh, as a farmer and there are certain qualifications that you have to meet, then say, for instance, you got a tractor, uh, that tractor is not taxed. Okay. I'm paying, ta- I'm paying taxes on my baler, my farmer, my camping trailer, my utility trailer. I'm paying taxes on those. I'm not a farmer. I'm a farmer, but I'm not incorporated because I don't have that much business at it. I'm just trying to keep the family farm up. I still would have to pay tax on all this. This doesn't eliminate any of those items because they're not classified in the code as motor vehicles as a car or a truck. So there's two ways that you would have to do that. One is if you actually met the qualifications to where you actually have it as farm equipment. So for you have a, you have a farm that's uh, producing or not even producing, but yeah. a farm for profit. Yeah, it's so, not a full profit. Then you'd have to be profitable for three years. But if you're not making a profit on a farm, most people don't. You're just trying to keep the weeds back and keep you know, the fences up. So here's what you do is you, you put your farm in. You, you do your business as an LLC. So as soon as it becomes an LLC, then that's exempt. And that most, and I understand that. And that costs a lot of money for the average lay person out here. And I'm not a corporation. It does not I, I cost think so. Or, yeah, no, yeah. Not, not, no, not to be an LLC. It does not cost that much. It takes money Somebody, I can't just go up there and have you guys do it. I have to have somebody that knows, that has knowledge of to set that stuff up. You can no, actually, you can go online to the Secretary of State's office and set it up yourself. Okay, and and, and I guess my next question. Trust me, is, I did it. It can't be that hard if I did it. So, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. The question is, I guess why? If, I'll follow up to that, and then I got another one. But, All right, hurry up, Joe, because we get some more calls. But go ahead. 
if you made it that way for all corporations, why didn't you just make it that way for individuals? Because uh, the the way that this is set up now is that there's a workaround for the 1% of businesses that come into West Virginia on the equipment and inventory tax. And that workaround prohibits, one, from us even being considered at times. And the other time is that workaround is is expensive both in the legal side of it and the money side of it. And we have to do it because we have a tax that's out of step with the rest of the country. But the rest of it, so what happens is 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 that we have to play favorites as a, as counties and as a state in order to get those businesses in here. But you know who doesn't have a shot in Hades of getting that tax break is the small businesses in West Virginia. They are the people of West Virginia because they make up 98.8% of the businesses. They employ over half the people. And the average small business owner in West Virginia makes $60,000 a year. So, I mean, it's it's just you. It, it is a tax break for the people and the small businesses of West Virginia, and it puts fairness into the tax code so that the, those tax breaks aren't on the backs of the small businesses of West Virginia and those individuals who have the families that run them. But if we're running a shortfall, as I've been around this, you know, a long time, probably longer than both of you guys, and I've seen a lot of shortfalls and short on budgets and clear back to when the, the lottery bailed us out, but we've been a lot more shortfalls than there have been surpluses. And if the counties don't have the money, the state doesn't have the money, the counties aren't going to shut down the schools and everything else, and all they have to do is raise that multiplier rate on everybody's home, real estate under homes and property to make up that difference. And there's nothing in this that would prevent them from doing that. And if the money's not there, the counties are going to want to do what they have to do. To yeah, keep well, guess paying. what, Bob? Uh, here's what's going to happen is, is that if we vote against Amendment 2 and it fails – you're guaranteed to have just what you explained to continue into the future. Absolutely guaranteed that that will be happening over and over again. But if you actually vote yes on Amendment 2, and it allows us to take these prosperous times that we've got and rebuild our tax structure in such a way that it actually redefines our state and makes it so that we are more competitive of out there, then we are in a position not to experience what we've experienced in the past. All right, Bob, we, Bob, you got 10 seconds. Go ahead. Why don't we just do like a dozen or more 20 some states? A lot of them are going away with personal income tax. We will. The- All right. All right, Bob, I appreciate it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, that's in the actual Senate plan. So we've okay. got a way to phase down income tax, too. All yeah. right, let me get a quick text here. It says, uh, other states surrounding us have Amendment 2, like policies, and they're flourishing. We need to change. Thanks. Text says, the governor keeps referring to the car tax as a sweetener. What are the senators' thoughts on this? I want to get your thoughts both on the governor, but we're way overdue for a break. Back after this, it's 580 Live at a Voice of Charleston, WCHS. Brought to you by the Eric J. Tarr Family Businesses. Eric J. Tarr Family Businesses want to thank you for supporting local small businesses. It's fall, y'all. Hey, it's Sydney from the Thornhill Auto Group inviting you to the all-new Thornhill Toyota for Friday Night Lights, PSL, and car shopping from the comfort of your couch. Click or come by to reserve your new or certified pre-owned Toyota now. Save big on hybrid models like the 2022 Camry, RAV4, or Avalon Hybrid. Electrify your future today at the all-new Thornhill Toyota. Plus, don't forget about your trade. Our trade values are the highest around. At home in store. We're here for you on the Thornhill Motor Mile, US 119 Chapmanville. Visit us online at thornhilltoyotawv.com to reserve your future now. See Thornhill for full details. There's a wise saying, quality is remembered long after the price is forgotten. And at Pew Furniture Warehouse Showrooms, the quality just keeps on coming during the restocking sale. Truckloads arriving with sofa groups, recliners, sleeper sofas, solidwood bedrooms, plus nursery and baby furniture, lift chairs, curio cabinets, and West Virginia's largest selection of heirloom grandfather clocks. Pew Furniture Warehouse Showrooms offers 0% financing with approved credit and next day delivery. You'll love the quality and you'll really love the sale prices. Remember, what you see in the store today can be in your house tomorrow. Open Monday through Saturday till 5.30. Pew Furniture Warehouse Showrooms, 1320 Smith Street in Charleston or at pewfurnitureWarehouseShowrooms.net. Pew Furniture Warehouse Showrooms is hiring for a sales associate. Some sales experience is preferred. Apply at pewfurniture.net or in person. At Rx by Tell, they'll treat you like family. Their expertly trained pharmacist and friendly staff pride themselves on making sure your pharmacy experience exceeds expectations. With their convenient drive through you'll have virtually no wait time. Visit them today at 425 Washington Street West on Charleston's west side. Rx by Tell Pharmacy. I'm Walter Moore. And I own RX Bytel Pharmacy. I grew up in Charleston, and we are truly your neighborhood pharmacy.
Presented by RX Bytel Pharmacy, your neighborhood pharmacy on Charleston's west side. Proud to bring you RX by Pack, a pre-filled pouch system which divides your tablets and capsules into multiple day doses perfectly matched to your doctor's instructions. Learn more at rxbytel.com. Three minutes away from 10, 580 Live, brought to you part by Dandy's Barbecue Stand, where that barbecue special continues. Limited time only by one barbecue sandwich. Get the second one free at Dandy's Barbecue Stand. We have uh, Senators Tarr and Blair with us talking Amendment 2. I had a text before the break there. Uh, the governor keeps referring to the car tax as a sweetener. Any thoughts uh, on uh, on that for either one of you? Yeah, I'll get in on that one for just a moment. And that is is that uh, the governor has not paid attention to the legislative process. That was amended in by the minority party of to be able to put it in there hoping to actually kill it now i guess you would call it you could call it a sweetener but uh, the governor really doesn't know it's time to give back to the people look we're going to have 600 million dollars additional money back into the economy of the state of west virginia if they vote yes on Amendment 2 and get that across the finish line. And, you know, I, I don't know why the, the governor come up with that anyhow. Uh, maybe Baby Dog told him that it was a sweetener. <laughs> Senator Char, I want to ask you, your thoughts on the governor. I mean, I've had him on the show twice. Somebody even said he was desperate enough to come on my show twice, which I think was a slam against me, but that's okay. Uh, let's talk about what the governor has done going around the state. And, and this it's a unique situation having a Republican governor go against – some leading members of the Republican legislature well, talk about that. Let's talk about up. true callers. 2017, okay. Democrat Jim Justice came in and said that we have we have to do the largest tax increase in the history of West Virginia, 450 million dollars a year. Now that same governor is coming back and telling you that no, 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 you cannot have a tax cut. Not only that, he teams up with the NEA, teams up the AFT, he teams up the West Virginia Center for Budget and Socialist Policy, and the Democrat organizations in the state to go around and do a statewide tour on your tax dollar to go in and tell you you can't have a tax cut. So I think he's just relapsed to his Democrat ways on this and because he's teamed up with every Democrat organization in the state to go in and oppose Republicans like Riley Moore, Patrick Morrissey, Carol Miller, Mooney, all of them. Quick question, guys, for both of you. Make it really quick. So January, whether this passes or fails, how do you work with the governor come January, whether it passes or fails? 20 he's seconds. Lame duck. He's lame duck. Yeah, I mean, there's, he's irrelevant. All right. You heard it here. All right. Guys, I appreciate it very much. One way or the other, remember the polls are open until 730 tonight. Follow uh, all the results tonight, WVMetroNews.com. We'll have the local and the statewide races with Hoppy and Chris and Carrie and the and Brad and the entire team. All right. We got to go. Thank you so much to uh, all of our callers and texters. Did not get to all of them. I do apologize for that. Coming up on the show uh, tomorrow, we'll have the winner of the Charleston's mayor race here, plus the uh, party chairs, both the Republican and Democratic Party will be here tomorrow as well. Got to go. Happy Election Day. We'll see you tomorrow. Until next time, have fun and love somebody. WCHSAM, W243DRFM Charleston, and W283AQ Cross Lanes, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here too.